Spotter vehicle, left lane. Spotter vehicle, 9 o'clock. Get your weapon out. I'm Chad, and that's Chris, and today we watch Sicario, sorry, Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, and Josh Brolin, directed by Dennis Villanueva. Villanueva. It's French, right? Yeah. French Canadian, probably. Yeah. But why'd we watch this movie? Because we watched two of Tyler Taylor Sheridan's Taylor <laughs> movies. <laughs> We watched uh, Hell or High Water, and we watched Wind River. I was like, fuck it, let's watch Sicario. What's your favorite out of the three? This one. What's your second favorite? Hell or High Water. I think I like... I kind of really like Wind River. Only because you like that girl. It's your butt. Yeah, but Hell or High Water had better characters. Yeah. This movie is the best character. Mm. I don't know, what's his name? And Hell or High Water was great. Yeah. What's his name? The brother. Yeah, we always forget his name. But yeah, it's a pretty rad movie. Starts off with Emily Blunt, an FBI agent. They're about to raid a a drug house or cartel house. They think they got... She's part of the kidnapping unit, so she's going to bust a kidnapping. And it's not. This is a house where they store bodies. (sighs) Pretty nasty. Pretty much they break in, shoot everybody, and they're like, why are we here? All of a sudden, her partner comes and looks in the wall where the buckshot went from how she almost got shot. That's the worst way to explain that. So the movie starts out, they're busting a, what was it, a drug house or a kidnapping. kidnapping house. So they just pretty much back the fucking truck into the house, bust in, guys there shoot him, Emily Blunt goes in another room, gets shot with a shotgun, she dodges, falls to the ground, lights him up. And then her partner comes in to check on her and notices the hole in the wall. There's fucking bodies behind it. 45, I think, is the final count. And me and my nice sheltered mind's like, there's some cool drugs in that wall. Yeah, you went, there's probably drugs there. And I was like, dude, it's the cartel. And then you went, well, why wouldn't they just fucking dip him in acid like Jesse Pinkman? And I was like, because, dude, the cartel's all about making fucking statements. Mm-hmm. The whole thing just shows like, and it I sounds like, like they're just going to try out. Seriously, but <laughs> guess what? It's working. Yeah. They're trying the hardest, and it's working. I think the cartels are one of the most dangerous. They're groups. right there with ISIS. That's why uh, they're smarter. I feel like than there's ISIS a fun too. debate on the internet: who would win in a gunfight? Uh, Two thousand nine ISIS versus uh, modern day cartel. But now, who has the numbers though? Well, that was the thing. Back when ISIS was running things, they had the numbers. Yeah, they're right. building their numbers up now with Afghanistan. And, and all the weapons were selling to Ukraine or giving to Ukraine that Ukraine's selling to them. So they have like javelin anti-tank weapon systems now. So like ISIS now versus cartels now. ISIS may not have the numbers, but they get the tech. Yeah. We'd be like the IRA. Oh, that's the fight we want. The IRA versus ISIS <laughs> versus the cartels. Who wins? My money's on the IRA. They got Ireland its freedom. Or yeah. Upper Ireland. But anyway. Um, yeah, but after that, everything gets settled. They're having all the investigations They're doing the investigations. And, uh, and a room full of guys in suits call... Uh, I keep forgetting her name. Emily Blunt into a room. 
See, her name was Kate in the movie, and I yeah. keep wanting to say Kate Mara, but that's not who it's <laughs> Emily Blunt, you know? Um, so she gets called in the room. They basically, at, like, debrief her and tell her, like, we need you to volunteer for this mission because we're going to go after this guy. Uh, in the Keeping album. her as, like, out of the loop as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to go get this guy. He's the number one in this cartel. He lives in El Paso region. And she brought her partner along because they both thought they were going to be... And they're like, we don't want your partner. We just want you. Yeah. So she says, fine, whatever. And she gets, she goes to this Air Force base. Because at this point, she doesn't think she's going to New Mexico. She thinks she's going to El Paso. El Paso region, yeah. yeah. So, about El Paso. Josh yeah. Brolin's character is great. He's like, he's dressed in a t-shirt. <laughs> he's got an open shirt. Sandals. Cargo shorts. And he's just kind of like chilling. Like when they get on the fucking private jet at the Air Force base, he just goes and sleeps on the couch. She's like, food? And he's like, yeah, over there or whatever. Some peanuts over there. And then Bellissimo del Toro gets on. And she goes, hi, my name's Kate, whatever. And he goes, okay. Shakes her hand and then sits down. Fucking wakes up from a nightmare. Oh, yeah, his hand's twitching and then wakes up. And she's like, Jesus Christ. I not want to be him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. They obviously did what they did in front of him. That's yeah. that's why he's so fucked up. Yeah. So he says at first he's 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 working with the DOJ as a consultant. <laughs> then he says he's on loan from Colombia. <laughs> then he says he's working with Mexico. So like you never really know what he's doing through the movie. Yeah, till the end. They do that cool debriefing. Yeah. Or the cool briefing where they had like Delta Force, Texas Rangers, <laughs> local law enforcement, and the boys. Who put this all together they don't let you know that they're cia but it's incredibly obvious mm. texas rangers like you sober i will be by the time I we get a there. bottle in the trunk for you stable thy hand <laughs> i got a bottle in the trunk in case you get shaky so they take like what five suvs loaded with delta force texas rangers fbi <laughs> fucking... as, as soon as you go over the border you see all the police the federal police just but here was the thing. They said anyone in this room could, anyone that you don't recognize could be a potential target. You know, everyone in this room has your back. Do not shoot anyone in this room. Shoot anyone that's not in this room. Key sentence for the movie. Key sentence, yeah, for the entire movie. Don't, like, if, if you're talking to them and they're like, don't worry, I got your back, they probably don't have your back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they cross the Bridge of Americas into Mexico, which, by the way, the bridge into Mexico, empty. <laughs> and then, like, what? Eight, four Federales fucking... It's like the Trevor Morse we were talking about earlier. He's like, we got right in. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, four Federales in the front, trucks with, like, LMGs and, like, a guy hanging out the side and then four in the back, and they lead them through Juarez. And uh, what does the guy with glasses say? You know, President Taft came to Juarez once <laughs> to meet with the president of Mexico. 4,000 troops. 4,000 troops, and there still was an attempt on his life. <laughs> you think he felt safe? You feel safe? And he's just like... I, I was kind of bummed he wasn't in the movie more. He was a great character. Yeah. Just that. <laughs> just very calmly, like, I have killed before. Do not make a move. So the point of them going there was to get the they, extraction of from, the guy. They, were, they arrested the number two of the cartel, and he was in a Mexican prison, and the Americans wanted to extradite him. Mm. So they send in their toughest Delta <laughs> Force, the CIA, like, they send in their baddest guys. And uh, she's, like, freaking out, and Bellissimo goes, it's not going to happen here. 
it's going to happen when we cross back to the United States on the bridge. Yeah. Which, they wind up going to the bridge. It is pretty sh- sweet, though. The whole time they're driving to the bridge, they see, like, down the alleys. And oh, there's a pace car. Police cars going, following them and stuff. The motorcycle. Who's that? We don't know. Lone wolf. Lone wolf. Watch him. And you see the guy with glasses adjust his aim. Yeah. So they have eyes everywhere. Yeah. Watch the roofs. Watch the roofs. And That's why I'm saying the cartel's scared, dude. They're like ISIS. I feel like they're smarter than ISIS because they take the control of the government and that's they what ISIS use them. did. That's exactly what Al Qaeda did. Yeah. That's ex- the problem is they're selling cocaine, they're selling heroin. Yeah. What do you think the government thought they could make more money off of? Oh no, op- opioid crisis. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Heroin and oil, cocaine. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. There you go. But they make it to the border part, and there's, like, way more than 50. Oh, there's, like, a car broken down at, like, the U.S. entrance, and they're all the way down at the Mexican entrance. Five SUVs. By now, the Federale's peeled off. And everyone's like, all right, eyes peeled. Look around, look around. Possible target, Red Impala. Red Impala. Was it Benicio or Josh Brolin's, like, take your sidearm out? It was Benicio. Yeah. Pull out your service weapon. What? Yeah. What the fuck? And and he is rolling his window down. He's got his fucking machine gun cocked. He's like, roll your window down. And now, why did I tell you to roll a window down? So you want glass or a clean, clean shot? It doesn't matter. The fucking bullet's going through the window, whether it's up or down. So you might as well not get glass in your eyes. Roll yeah. the fucking window down. The best part is, like, they're on the radio. It's like, nobody make a move. Nobody. See one person do what step they out of the car. Gun. Gun. And then that's when everyone gets it ready. Even the Delta Force guys, they pull their masks up. And then it's do what they do. What's rules engagement? Do what they do. Yeah, as soon as like you saw the guy, one of the passengers gun and like visible. He had like a Mac 10 or something. Yeah, they're all just like, all right. All right. And then that one idiot with the face tattoos opens the door and then <laughs> fucking 15 like Delta Force guys. No mas, no mas. We, we come in peace. We come in peace. You know, like. I like the whole time they're just like, yeah, yeah, you could see the kid standing there with a gun, just being like, you know, psyching himself up. And then he pulls the gun, and they light the first car up. Well, how scary is it? You either go to Mexican prison or you get killed. That's well, it's either you go to American prison and get killed by the cartel members in the American prison, yeah. or you go back to the cartel and say I didn't do it and get killed by the cartel. Yeah. Or you you try, you try, because <laughs> maybe you win. Still join the cartel. Yeah, basically, but you know, we saw how Mexico is. It's no option. So they have that one car, they take them all out. And then there's a green Taurus. Yeah. And the guy with the glasses has his AR. He's looking at the driver and he just goes, (laughs) And then the driver puts his gun down. So he turns his back. And then someone in the back seat, like, goes to shoot. And the guy that was watching his flank, like, alerts him. So he turns around. Two to the driver, two to the passenger, two to the guy in the back, and then the other guy just starts lighting the car up full on. And while this is happening, one of the officers that was with... One of the federales. Yeah. It's Emily Blunt. She's like looking out the windows with her pistol freaking out, and then she sees in the fucking mirror federale sneaking up behind her. Window shatter, she ducks down, shoots him. Shoots at her, she ducks, she pop, pop. And then, did you like how she goes, pop, guy drops, and all the Delta Force guys just turn and shoot him? Yeah. Like, it was like, yeah, they were good. And that was the second shootout of the movie. Yeah. Fucking... I think that was my favorite one. 
That was definitely one of the right. better ones because it was a lot of tension. What did you say? You, I'd be like, I was like, what would you do in this? And you're like, I'd have an anxiety attack. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is fucking scary. Yeah. People don't know how fucking crazy it is out there. Did you catch the Delta Force guys when he, when they were pointing cars at ra- uh, guns at random cars? They were like, don't look at my face! Don't look at my face! Because we learned later what happens. Yeah. So they, they arrest this guy, they take him to a fucking undisclosed location, and they torture the shit out of him. And he's like, no oblate glaze. He's all bloody, and he's like, whatever. So they bring Benicio in. And you see him like... And he looks at the CIA guy, and the CIA guy's like, what? No oblate glaze. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? You can see he's fucking terrified. He's not one of us, so I can't get in trouble with yeah, this. But, uh, he comes in with one of those giant water jugs, the ones you see in the fucking taps in the yeah. office space. You think he was just holding his hand going... <laughs> Oh yeah, he definitely was holding him in place so he couldn't move <laughs> and just hitting him so he couldn't recoil so he had to stay in the same position and get punched. And then they probably waterboarded him with all that water. Yeah. Because remember, he's drinking the water and they're like, oh, you want a little bit more? You good? You good on water? <laughs> like, Josh Brolin's character was great. The casual, like at first you're like, this guy's a joke. And then you realize who he is and yeah. him being super casual. It's like, oh, you're... You've seen too you're much. You're terrifying. <laughs> So after the torture scene, what happens? Is oh, that one? We missed a really important scene where the lawyer from Mexico comes up, and he starts talking to Benicio, and he's oh, like, "Oh yeah, yeah." He's like about the tunnels. About the he tells him about the tunnels, and then Benicio has your wife, and he goes, "I got two kids." Juarez, no, we moved somewhere else. He goes, "Good," <laughs> and that's where we get the first. Are you still in the fight? I'm still in the fight, and they hug, yeah. and it's like, oh. That's where we get the first little nugget of the, <laughs> where he was concerned about people's kids. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a weird character in the movie. Like, I, like was, did they say he was in the cartel before all this? Or was he just a guy who got He was caught? a prosecutor. Yeah. Who was going after the cartel. All right. Now he's just like, fuck it. What else? Well, now he's like, I'll be an asset. Point me in the direction. I'll kill. I'll kill whoever is responsible for what happened. That's his whole thing. Like yeah. he's a mad dog. We're just gonna point him in the right. We happen to be holding the leash, and we're gonna let him go in that direction. So is is this the point where uh, what's her name Emily Blunt has a little hissy fit about what'd you do to him? Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah. How did you extract? And they're like, the less you know, the better off you are. <laughs> Nothing's going to make sense, but it's for the greater good. Yeah. She didn't get it. So then, um, doesn't she insist on her partner coming along now? Yeah, this is the point where she pretty much probably thinking, She's I like, need personal backup. I'll, I'll walk unless so-and-so sh- shows up. Yeah, so this is where they show the scene where they have all the immigrants with the buses and everything. They pull them all over, right? Was that the bus scene? This is after. No, we're talking about the bank scene now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because they now that they got the number two guy in jail, right? Yeah. They're going to go after the number one guy's money. So they're surveilling the bank, looking at the cameras and everything. Looking for Seeing uh, the mule girl go in. Bring in $99 or $9,999 because 10000 has to be reported to the government. Yeah. So they, they get her when she comes out of the bank, and she's got fucking so much cash on her. Yeah, they find the SUV she's in with the guy. They pull the guy over, find the bag. Fucking wads of money just fall out. And, and she demands to go into the bank and investigate. And Josh Rowland's like, don't. Don't go into the bank. And, oh, she's going into the bank. 
Next scene, camera. Zooming in on her face. Then it cuts to her and her partner in the the hotel they're staying in, because now the partner's a part of it because he was local, or no, he was FBI that helped in this case, and she was like, he's now a part of this. So now he's a part of it, they're in their thing, and she's like, he's like, let's go get a drink, let's go to a cowboy bar. So they go to a fucking cowboy bar, and who do they meet? Fucking Shane. And he wants to ask them something. Remember? Imagine if they made it so the friend was in Rick, on it. Let me ask you something, Rick. I like him. I know, I like him. He's a great actor. It's just funny that he plays the same character. Imagine if the friend was in on it the whole time, though. That would be too much, because he was only on the job for 18 months out of yeah. law school. He was kind of a dweeb. Yeah, that was the point. Yeah. Fucking lawyers. <laughs> See, he was supposed to portray like the, we do it by the books. We we get results by doing it by the books. And yeah. then Josh Brolin's character is like, results by any means. Yeah. We're going to, how did he say? What's the point of this mission? We're going to overreact dramatic. Oh no, we're going <laughs> to dramatically overreact. Yeah. That was probably the best line. Which movie. is, we're going to go in there and kill everybody. <laughs> Which is what they did. Well, come on. You're fighting bad people. Yeah, you know, you got to fight fire with fire when it comes to shit like that. So there's no kids are involved. Which kids were involved, which is why it became personal. Yeah, just like the boys. <laughs> it was not personal. It was for me. <laughs> but pretty much in the bar scene... Uh, Shane. Shane's smitten with Emily Blunt. And they're, and they're really getting along, and they're kissing, and they're dancing, and she takes Shane back to her apartment. What's um, The money that was dropped on the, the money ground rolls was tied up in With like a Livestrong bracelet. Yeah. Remember those rubber Livestrong bracelets? Yeah. And Shane pulls his keys in his wallet out, and his phone, and he puts them on it, and they're making out, making out, and then she looks over and notices the same goddamn bracelet. So she gets up and starts having a fucking panic attack. Yeah. And he picks up on it, he's like, Fuck. So she just runs, chill, grabs her gun. Tries to shoot him. He wrestles the gun out of her hands and starts choking her on the floor. Like, not to be sexist, but I am glad they showed the power difference between men and women. In Shane's a scenes. big fucking dude. Yeah, and he wasn't even, like, trying to hit her or anything. He just grabbed her and was like, I'm bigger than you. And when he was choking her, like, he was gonna kill her. But yeah. he was like, this isn't how it was supposed to happen. I was just getting information. Yeah, yeah. Just stop. Just stop. Please yeah. stop. And the whole time I'm like, fucking gouge his eyes out. And she's doing the woman thing where she's like panicking. And I get it, but it's like... my it's dad, also about reach, though. His arms are probably longer than hers. My dad was like, if you're getting choked to death, just punch them in the throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hit them in the throat and they'll instantly seize up. Yeah. Or you go for their eyes. Like, you do things that make people, you know, like... <laughs> you know, and then he pulled his hand off his face and then you can escape. You always go for the balls. Balls, too. Straight up. If he's standing up, just kick him in the balls, punch him in the throat. Always going to paralyze a man. <laughs> That's what my dad told me. My dad was like, I won every fist fight by just starting with a ball kick. <laughs> but fucking... She's getting choked and he walks in. Yeah, like, as her vision is going black, you see a shadowy figure above her. And you see the gun go. And then it cuts to police about Eddie, and he whistles, and he's just got a gun to Shane's head. <laughs> Shane's like... Oh, Christ. <laughs> and then it cuts to Shane in the back of a police cruiser Fuck covered up. in blood and bruises. Because he's like, if you keep hitting me, I can't fucking answer. And, and then Josh Rolla says another great line. You know what's great about you being all, being all beat up like that? No one will notice a few more scratches. <laughs> the 
bit, grabs him by the fucking eyebrow and starts yanking on it. The best one where he just wet willied him. But it was like a mean wet willy. It wasn't just like yeah, the that. nail get in there. It was like digging into it, like trying to put your finger in their brain. <sighs> but pretty much all this was being like, you have kids, you have a wife, we'll take care Check of Check it them. out. You want your kid to go into witness protection program? Work with us. Don't work with us. Maybe your ex-wife's address gets leaked on the internet. You know, like... This is your moment. You can go to an American prison and work for 40 years, or you can go to a Mexican kill house. Yeah. Your choice. So obviously, Shane does the right thing. And fucking, <laughs> it's just like, yep, here's all the details. But now the money's been fucked with. And this was the plan all along. Because it turns out the number three guy that no one ever heard of is actually the number one guy. And they were trying to fuck with what everyone thought was the number one guy. So eventually he would get called back to Mexico. And this is where we figure out about the tunnel with the, the illegal immigrants on the bus. So Benicio's going up to all of them being like, let see your hands, obviously. No here. tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you a worker or are you a cartel? You can tell. He's like interviewing all of them. But then Emily Bunt's friend is like, you know what? Fuck this. I need, to, I, I need to know answers. And she's like, there's no point. They're not going to tell you anything. And he's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get answers anyway. So he calls uh, Brolin and, and they go into a corner. They got the answers, though. Tell he, goes, the mission. he goes, he goes, I need information. <laughs> I need information or else I walk. And he goes, okay. And then, and then Emily Blunt's like, well, I'll walk too. And then he goes, God damn it. Okay, what do you want to know? Everything. Goddamn fucking lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, and then he explains the whole thing, like, we're trying to fuck with this guy, so he has to go back to Mexico so that we can figure out who the guy in Mexico is. And then he goes, well, you can't operate in Mexico. And he goes, yes, I can. I'm a DOJ informant, or whatever. And he goes, goddamn it. <laughs> you know? So, uh, Eventually, they figure out the three groups that they need to interview, and then they whittle it down to three guys. And they go to uh, this disgusting hotel room where there's like three Mexican guys, and, and they're pointing. Great. They're pointing at a map. And Josh, it wasn't three. There was like the uh, no. Top. That's the second time that's they go the to the hotel. Time? The first time he knocks on the door. What's the password? All right. Yeah, yeah. She knocks on the door, and he opens it. I need the password. She goes moron he goes all right <laughs> and then you see the mexican guys thought no that's drogo's land and then that's where believe so it's like that's where we need to go yeah and then the, all the mexican guys are like oh you're gonna go get them and they're like we're gonna go get them and they're all like yeah yeah they've been killing women and shit yeah go get them like the average mexican mexican citizen who tries to sneak across the border is like yeah fuck those cartel guys up get them that was a really good scene yeah yeah, so he tells them that basically the tunnel's hidden underneath a car. I think we got that out of order. I think that scene leads into the cowboy scene, which then leads into the next time they're in the apartment. Yeah. Either way. So the next time they go to the sweaty man apartment, they open it up and there's like 15 Delta Force guys. <laughs> yeah, because the moron scene was when they were all in there. Was that it? The yeah. moron scene was when they were all in there? Yeah. All right. Because that's when they find out that they're the patsies to be able to get this stuff. When that's when it's when you see Josh Brolin putting on fatigues in a vest. And yeah. she's like, okay, who are you? And he goes, all right, I'm CIA. Well, CIA can't operate within borders. And he goes, I know, unless they have a domestic agency attached to them. 
And that's when they're like, what the fuck? You know, and they start having this argument between the two of them where the black guy's like, we should just fucking walk. Fuck this shit. And she's like, no, I need to see it through. I need to see it through. <laughs> and they put on their own tactical gear. And then the Delta Force tacks up. And the idea is to go in there and create a very loud, very violent diversion. So the, basically they're going to go into uh, the cartel's tunnel system and just start killing people. I kind of take it back. I think this might have been the coolest shootout in the movie. The tunnel one? This was sick. They had like the goggles on. What uh, were they all? Uh, NVG was the green night vision goggles. Yeah. And then in infrared vision goggles, which was the white. I want that so bad. Do you see why like it's like... Like sure we didn't conquer Afghanistan, but every gunfight we won... It's because we have got the only time they ever won is because we didn't see it coming. The problem is we follow the rules where these people don't. But our rules are, hey, I can see everything at night perfectly clear, and there's a drone that's gonna bomb you, and my gun is the most advanced thing in the world. You know, like mm. it's fair. It's like the it's the it's the revolutionaries fighting the redcoats. Like they were fighting with like black powder muskets hiding in the woods, and they're fighting with the most modern military equipment. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's all fucked. It's all fucked. But they were going through the tunnels. So the scene awesome scene of just guys slitting people's throat. Well, first they show you the tunnel the way it's, it. it's in Emily Blunt's point of view. So you're seeing it, and then you hear like the stuff going on, and you see the well, guy with the knife. You you see it before any of the night vision or infrared is, and it's just pitch black, and yeah. all you can hear is sounds of people struggling, and then sounds of people gurgling. Then they turn on the night vision and you just see bodies with their throats slit. <laughs> then it cuts to IR and you see a guy with a rifle in one hand and the knife in another slowly walking through. And you're like, that dude just slit three people's throats. I didn't mean that badass. Dude, what about the scene where they're, uh, the one guy's just laying in the tunnel, just da -da, da -da, and then he just goes full auto and the other guy's <laughs> crouching above him? So basically, Delta Force is there to just kill cartel people and they get into a shootout. And they win with overwhelming force and Fucking extreme prejudice. Emily Blunt and her partner are going, and Emily Blunt's gun gets shot. And uh, her partner lights the guy out the shot. He's like, just leave it, leave it. Leave she it, watch my hands, six. And he goes down one tunnel. She happens to look right and see Josh Brolin going down a different tunnel. And she decides to Is follow. it Benicio or? It was Benicio and Brolin. Yeah. So she decides to follow that. And now we've <sighs> left out a major part of this story. What's that? The Mexican cop. So the entire time this Emily Blunt story is happening, it's also paralleled with a Mexican police officer and his wife and kid. And the only scenes we ever see of him is him waking up with the kid and eating breakfast and promising to go to his kid's soccer game with him. Then it's revealed at the very end where when Emily Blunt gets out of the fucking before she gets out of the tunnel, we see the cop taking heroin or meth or coke or whatever out of the back of his truck. And the entrance of the tunnel on the Mexican side is in view. And he's just unloading, unloading, unloading. They can hear the firefight happening in the tunnel. His partner pulls a gun on him. Boom! Partner's head gets blown out the back of his, like, and Benicio is there. And he's got the gun on the guy. And he's like, get, fucking shut the trunk, get in the driver's seat. And then Emily Blunt yells, freeze, you're under arrest. And Benicio grabs the cop, using him as a hostage. And she goes, stop. And he just goes, pop, pop. Right in the vest. Never point a gun at me again. Catch your breath, grab your weapon, <laughs> get on your feet. And then he speeds away with the cop and the police car. Oh, it's so 
And now that's the first time we're like, wait, what is Benicio doing? Yeah. Because this whole time we thought he was a good guy, but now it seems like he's doing something else. Yeah, that's the point of the movie where you thought he was like using the FBI and CIA and everything. I thought he was, the first time I saw this, I thought he was like CIA the whole time. I, watching it, I knew he was a, you could say a third party person, but I thought he was just using them to get to what he wanted, which yeah. is kind of what he which was. Which is exactly yeah. what he was doing. But we didn't know what he wanted. Yeah. So before we get to his thing, what he does, because I want to go into more detail with that, I'm way born, ends up getting out of the thing. Well, the, the, they the leave the tunnel. tunnel. Delta Force is there. CIA is there. She punches Josh Bowen in the Well, face. the black guy, the, her FBI partner's like, we're missing one. They see Josh Bowen go, all right, boys, let's go. Come on, we're missing one. And they all put their, <laughs> like, they're ready to just go back in and get her. Yeah. And then she comes out. She's all shot up. She fucking punches Brolin. Uh, and then Brolin punches her and drags her away, which makes her partner try to start a fight. And, and the guy's he, like, just like, just let it happen. Stop. Just stop. Ease up, ease up, lay down, let it happen. Because three <laughs> Delta Force guys just beat the shit, and then one just stomps on his chest and is like, just let it happen. <laughs> you know? Which is probably the nicest way they could have done that. Yeah. So then um, that's when Josh Brolin explains that he's CIA. He explains exactly what's happening. He's like, listen, we're here to kick the bee's nest. We... We want there to be chaos between these cartels. That's when they make mistakes. Because when they make mistakes, then we can make moves. Yeah. You know? When they start getting sloppy, that's when we get accurate. <laughs> and and it's like, fuck, you're right. Because mm. there was that one scene when they get, get the guy from prison where Emily Blunt and him are standing on the roof. And he's like, here, and he hands her the binoculars. And you just see machine guns and explosions and cops. And he's like, yeah, that's Juarez. <laughs> that's what it's like yeah so their plan is basically this guy has has the stranglehold on the power cut the head off the snake watch the body rip rive. yeah that's the plan and now the way they cut the head off the snake is amazing so Benicio del toro has the guy the cop, in the cop car they're driving down find the car highway 95 they find the guy that they got to leave his house in america to go yeah. to the boss's house in mexico and he makes the cop pull him over. Oh, I feel bad for the cop, man. Because Benicio de Toro is like, get out of the car and do your yeah. thing. Immediately, yeah, once the guy gets out of the car, the bad guy, Benicio del Toro just shoots the cop. In the back of the head. And pretty and, much interrogates and the And shoots guy. the other guy in the leg. Yeah. So, like they, uh, so they pull the car over. He's talking to them, get out of the car, throw your pistol, you know, put your hands up. Then the cop gets out of the car and approaches him. The cop looks scared. The guy's like, well, and then, boom, you know, dead. And then he shoots the other guy. Do you know who I am? I'm a jefe. And he goes, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Bring us to the real jefe. You're going to take me to the real jefe. Get in the driver's seat. I'm going to sit in the back seat. <laughs> and then as we're driving, as they're driving there, so uh, what'll happen? Well... You'll stop the car and I'll get out. <laughs> what happens to me? You'll stop the car. <laughs> then we see him later with his throat slit and Benicio just shoots those three guys. After all that, Benicio del Toro, you see him walking up to this family eating dinner. Well, he's going through this house. Remember the guy yeah. that turns the corner on him and he just once in the leg? What's... Yeah, he kills all them, but then he just doesn't kill the kitchen staff. Yeah, because they're nice. They're innocents. Then he walks up to this family having dinner. 
And he walks up with a gun. Do your kids speak English? No. Okay, from now on, we're going to use English. Then he pulls a chair and he sits down. And he's got the gun just very casually on the table. And he's just like, eat eat your dinner. Eat your dinner. The wife's freaking out. The kids don't know what to do. She obviously probably speaks English. Yeah. (laughs) And he basically explains to him, like, I'm going to kill you. And then the guy's like, listen. Because the guy knew who he was. He knew everything that happened. He's like, so at this point, it's been revealed that the way Benicio Del Toro got into this is he was a prosecutor in Juarez who tried to prosecute this man and this man chopped his wife's head off and threw his daughter into a vat of acid so the guy basically goes it wasn't personal and then Benicio goes for me it was time to meet God no but then the guy's like not in front of the kids oh yeah yeah he doesn't want him to kill him in front of the kids but the camera doesn't even move away. It just keeps on Benicio. And you, you, just, you hear three shots going. Well, you see, he has it very casual. And he just goes, without ever breaking eye contact. Kills the two kids. Kills the wife. Then you see the guy sitting there. And he goes, doesn't he say something like, every night you order the death of families? Every night you order the death of families. And yet here you are eating dinner with yours. And you see the guy like finally realize what he's done to people (laughs) because his wife and kids are dead. And then Benicio shoots him once and then gets up and then shoots him like the very angry, like double tap. He has revenge. Yeah. Are you mad? Nah, he deserved that. Yeah. So then it cuts to Emily Blunt in the hotel smoking a cigarette on the balcony. (laughs) Yes, sir, boys. You shouldn't stand on balconies. <laughs> and then For she, a few months. <laughs> she comes in the room and Benicio's there and he's like, I need you to sign this paper that says everything we did was by the books. And, and she's, she's like, I'm I, not going to sign it. So he, Benicio puts a gun up to her chin. And he goes, that would be suicide. Thus implying, if you don't do it, I'll kill you and make it look like a suicide. Yeah. So she signs the paper. He leaves. She goes to the balcony with Points her a gun at him. He just turns and looks at her. He's probably like, whatever. Yeah, basically. You got more revenge. And then she cries and puts the gun down. And the movie ends. <sighs> what are your thoughts on this bullshit? We kept saying, we, what was the one thing we kept repeating through the movie? Dude, we should invade Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we kept saying. It was like, dude, fuck the Middle East. We need to fix Mexico. It's just as corrupt. I think we could do it easier, though. I feel like the Mexican people would be so happy if we made it a little America. Because they're all trying to come up here to America. Yeah. What if we well, turn... The problem is the government police are all controlled by the cartel. Well, government police were all controlled by Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Problem is, Mexico, a little bit more organized, a little bit more advanced, not as ruthless. You don't see any Mexican suicide bombings. Yeah, because they don't... They don't have... They, they pray to the almighty dollar, not to Allah. Yeah, they don't put themselves up to that kind of brutality. It's not brutality, it's faith. Yeah. Which, like, they're willing to blow themselves up for God. They're willing to decapitate children for money. So it's like... Yeah, but Al-Qaeda doesn't decapitate. Decapitates children. For God. Yeah. They do it for money. Well, who's the stronger God? I mean, we don't (laughs) get to see what's in the Pope's ledger. Yeah. That should tell you everything you need to know. Well, overall, how'd you think the filmography in this was and everything? Uh, Cinematography. Cinematography. Uh, Boilerplate. 
Really interesting. I like the IR NVG scenes. A lot, a lot of panoramic landscape shots, but you're, you're filming. You're chewed up the scenery. You're filming movie. in Texas, bro. Yeah. So, like, you might as well get that sunset, get that sunrise. The action scenes were filmed exactly the way a Sheridan written film's action scenes are. Yeah. Quick, brutal. Just realistic. Like, it's a couple seconds. <laughs> There's no, like, long, prolonged gun battle unless it's, like, the beaches of Normandy. If it's yeah. real life, it's a couple shots. What about when they're rolling through Juarez and they stop? And like, you hear that? Those aren't firecrackers. Because <laughs> it's like, bruh, bruh, bah, 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 bah. then a pause, then more gunfight, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Oh, what about the soccer game at the end? The kid's about to kick a goal in and it gets interrupted by machine gun fire. Yeah. And everyone just looks. I think he got the atmosphere perfectly for like the scenes that were in the territories and everything. He got, he got the way he did the kid and his mom in Mexico, the Juarez family. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it's like. You're playing on a shitty soccer field with just people who are trying to get by and oh God, gunfire interrupted our soccer game. Yeah. It's like living in Chicago or something or Baltimore. Mm. Nolens. Nolens. Gary, Indiana. Hopefully there's no United States that bad. Where you just get binoculars and see explosions and stuff. You've never been to Chicago. <sighs> We've been to O'Hare, but you haven't been to Chicago. <laughs> I told you that fucking 500 foot strip I walked, I saw a pimp beating his prostitute, two guys pointing guns at each other. <laughs> and that was just from the bar to the ATM, back to the bar. It was scary. Who do you think your best character was in this movie? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin? I like Benicio because he came off as so nice. Like, even during the whole thing, he was the most caring person to Emily Blunt's character. You remind me of my daughter. Yeah. And at the end, he, like, he could have killed her. Nobody would have known. He could have killed her so many times. Yeah. And nobody would have known. When he shot her that. twice in the plate, we know how accurate he is. Yeah. So he picked to shoot her in the plate. Yeah. And then he could have walked up and shot her in the head, but instead he was like, grab your gun, get on your feet, catch your breath, go back in there. Yeah. You know? Uh, he was awesome. I liked, uh, I mean, Emily Blunt's character was great. She was a total woman in every situation. We have to do the right thing! She was badass. And... I, I like how halfway through the movie you were like, dude, just throw your moral compass out. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> the same about morals. When you deal with these kinds of people. When you're dealing with monsters, you need to become if a If people kill children, rape children, do all that stuff. What just... about the bodies hanging with bits yeah, missing? driving down the roads and just seeing bodies hanging. I like the way the guy with glasses was. You gotta give it to them. They're effective. <laughs> you see a body like that and you think, they must have done something wrong. Yeah. You know? This was another movie where the soundtrack was kind of... It kept you in the mood. You know it was tense. It was lots of... It wasn't annoying... Um, Bong. Hans Zimmer bongs. Yeah. But it was good, like... It was there for the tension. It reminds me of the new Evil Dead video game soundtrack. <laughs> da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. I think I said the hit Netflix show. <laughs> no, no, no. I was, I've been playing a lot of the Evil Dead game in Beth. Dude, I play so much Battlefield 4, and this reminded me of Battlefield 4, like clearing tunnels. <laughs> like when you get into Pearl Market and you're in like the tight ass corridor, and you and like 30 year guys just going down, and there's one machine gun, and you just <laughs> see the first 10 people fall in front of you. Like it's this gun, this movie was a gun movie. This movie was yeah. fucking gun porn. 
Not as much as Wind River. Wind River had some gun porn. That last shootout. Gun River made the guns personal. Wind River. Wind. Oh, wow. Did I say Gun River? Wind River made the guns personal. The Billy. The last shootout in Sicario wasn't personal. That's as personal as you can get. I think that was more person. I don't know. It's weird. What's to, the difference between personal and personal? It's weird to explain. Like the guns and just Jeremy Renner's gun in Wind River. They wanted you to see it. Yeah. This was yes, they're using the gun to kill people. Well, it also comes to your like lack of knowledge when it comes to fire, and I don't mean that as an insult. Yeah. Like I knew what gun he was using. It was six hour. Like I knew all the M four A ten. You know, like I knew <laughs> I knew what I was looking at. You know. Yeah. You not knowing what you're looking at, you're just like, oh, that's a basic machine gun, basic pistol, right? Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I was raised by a gun enthusiast, so. Yeah. But overall, it was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I think it's the best of the three. I mean, Hell or High Water, best character. This is best plot. Wind River might have best shootout. I'd probably give it a 4.25. Out of five? Maybe uh, 4.5. I give this a five out of five, honestly. Five out of five? If I were, if I was like, if I was with a girl, and I was like, "You want to watch an action movie?" and like she doesn't want to watch like Sports Night or something, I'd throw this on because it's got a female lead. Yeah, it's emotional, but there's enough parts for me, the man, to get like a boner over and be like, "You see, you fucking kill that guy." <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, definitely recommend this one. Watch 100%. it. One hundred percent.